Welcome, New Song Leaders. We are so excited for you to join us today as we jump into the topic of worship leading for beginning worship leaders. And we're excited to talk to you about this today because we know for most of you who are listening, you're just beginning in your worship leading journey. And so we feel honored and privileged to be ones who would pour into you and help shape you to lead God's people into worship. Yeah, we're so grateful for you and for your desire to lead worship for New Song. And so let's start with some definitions here. When we say beginner, here's what that means. Number one, you're capable with your instrument. And number two, little to no experience leading a group of any size. That's what we're talking about here. And one of the great things about the beginner worship leader is that you don't have to be retrained. You don't have to be untrained. You don't have to undo all the learning that most advanced worship leaders have spent a lot of years learning. And for our particular scenario, that's important because we do things a little bit differently. So we're glad that you're kind of like a blank slate here. And we hope that as you incorporate some of this teaching and learn what we're talking about for worship leading at New Song, that it will become a blessing in your life as it blesses the church. And when it comes to advanced worship leaders and methods that they've learned and those things that you don't have to worry about letting go of and unlearning, our objective as New Song is to lay those things down and to lean into the Holy Spirit's method, whatever that is, for any time that we're gathered together. In fact, if you've been at a New Song church for any length of time, you already know the priority that we put on worship. You've already experienced what it looks like to be in corporate worship in a New Song gathering. And I just want to help to lay a foundation for why worship at New Song looks the way that it does. We're just going to touch on two scriptures here. The first is Philippians 3, verse 3. And the context here is Paul is talking to the church at Philippi about what it looks like to not trust in anything for their righteousness, anything for their strength, anything for who they are in Christ as their identity, except for Jesus Christ and him crucified. And in verse three, he says, for we are the circumcision. He's talking about those who've put their trust in Jesus, who worship by the spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Now, how does that translate to new song worship? Well, we have a very strong conviction that we worship by the Spirit of God. In other words, we are led by His Spirit. We enter in by His Spirit. We are worshiping His Spirit as we worship Jesus. And all of those things are done by the fact that we put no confidence in the flesh. Just as Paul is admonishing the Philippian church, we are saying, New Song believers, don't put confidence in the flesh, most specifically when we gather together corporately to worship. Our time to worship together should not be based on performance. It should not be based on how well we play an instrument. It should not be based on how the environment in the room feels or how people are responding to how we're leading as a worship leader. All of those things tend to be triggers for our flesh. And as worshipers who worship Christ Jesus in the the spirit. We don't want to put confidence in those things. We want to alone focus on Jesus Christ, who he is, and lifting him up and glorifying him. 
And then the second scripture I want to share with you is, again, a scripture that most of you are probably familiar with. And this is from the book of John. The woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, doesn't worship at the temple in Jerusalem. She doesn't have a context for the Jewish faith the way that Jesus does. She doesn't necessarily know the Torah because she's a Samaritan. She doesn't know the law. And Jesus is explaining to her how the Jews worship and what the Jews will worship like in the coming time of the kingdom. And he says to her, starting in verse 23 of chapter 4, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. And those two qualifiers, worshiping in spirit and worshiping in truth, are the things that we as the New Song community, as New Song worship leaders, seek after. Those are things we want to make sure that we accomplish. Number one, worshiping in the spirit, by the power of the spirit, as I've already mentioned. And number two, worshiping in congruence with the truth of who God is, the truth of his word, and the truth of what he says about us as his kids. Amen. That's why... We want to start with these two key considerations for a worship leader at New Song. Prioritizing worship and spirit-led worship. So let me start with prioritizing worship. What we're saying is we want you to understand that worship is our main purpose for being together. In fact, what we believe is that if nothing else is accomplished when we meet together, we must worship Jesus. Our feeling is that as we worship the King of Kings, he then releases into our lives, into our meeting, the other things that he wants to accomplish for that day. So there'll be a scripture that is brought. There'll be a teaching that is brought. There'll be testimony that is brought. There will be psalms and ministry time, etc. And those things are important, but nothing in our meeting time is more important than worship. And so we're going to start with worship. We're going to prioritize it. And everything else flows out of that. The second thing is spirit-led worship. And this is what Tiffany was talking about when she read from John chapter 4. Let's talk about what we mean when we say spirit-led worship. First of all, this means variety. We're not going to have the same thing happen every time because we're pressing into the Holy Spirit's direction. So we can expect to experience a variety from time to time as we meet. If you have any church background, this may be difficult for you because when we talk about variety, when we talk about every gathering time looking a little bit different or looking very different, this is one of those things that as the New Song family, we really bring to the Lord and lay it down at His feet to say, it's not going to be like it was and today may not look like it will look moving forward from here, but for this moment right now, what's on your heart, Holy Spirit? And that takes a willingness to press in to the heart of the Father, to the voice of the Father, especially as a worship leader, and know how He is leading His people for the moment that you're in. The second aspect of a Spirit-led worship time is that it's Jesus-centric. And what I mean by that is this. We're talking about songs of adoration, less of a focus on ourselves and more of a focus on Jesus. And you say, well, isn't all worship a focus on Jesus? No, not necessarily. And here's what I mean by that. There are many beautiful songs released in the kingdom of God right now that have a lot to do with 
how you make me feel, Jesus. And that's important, and it's a beautiful aspect of our lives as believers. But when we come together corporately, our focus is not on how he makes us feel, but on bringing him adoration. And then the third aspect of spirit-led worship is influence. Now, this is really important because what we don't want is for our worship expression to be influenced by the many factors that often do influence worship. The first is our emotions, talking about whether or not the congregation is into it (laughs) in the moment, whether or not the music can successfully manipulate our feelings, whether or not we feel like it ourselves. So when we talk about not being influenced by our emotions in worship leading or in spirit-led worship, what we don't mean is not allowing our emotions to be a part of the process. Those are two different things. Our emotions as we worship will very naturally respond to the presence of God in the room, in our lives, in our spirits. We will be touched by the Spirit in such a way, inevitably, that our emotions will respond to Him. We will laugh, we will shout, we will dance, we will cry, we will weep, we will bring a repentant heart, we will call out in worship what God is speaking to us. All of those things are the engaging of our emotions for an outward expression of worship. And that is good. And the Psalms talk about it over and over and over again. However, what we're talking about when it comes to our emotions being an influence is we don't want our praise to be based on whether or not we feel like worshiping, whether or not the congregation is responding like they are feeling like worshiping, or whether or not the music is causing us to feel a certain sense of worship, a greater or a heightened sense of worship. Those are all things that we want to set aside and not allow to influence our worship, whereas our emotion should engage when the Holy Spirit begins to move. Then the next thing would be our preferences. We don't want our own personal preferences influencing worship. That could include, it has to be this kind of a song. It has to be this kind of a style, etc. We don't want seasons or holidays or special occasions to influence worship. As wonderful as it would be to have a Father's Day-oriented worship song, that's not the point of our gathering together. We're not there to celebrate the dads in the room. We're there to celebrate the dad, the King of Kings, God himself, always, every time we meet together. So in our worship time, It needs to be consecrated to just one point, worshiping the king, not trying to throw in a special interest. There's also the performance mindset that would influence worship that we need to let go of. And then one last area of influence that is really important is the room's atmosphere. And this is a big one because... When you have a visitor that comes in, that can change the atmosphere in the room and influence worship. 
Absolutely. In fact, I can think of a gathering where we did have an unbeliever and this person sat with her arms crossed, staring at everyone in the room with a scowl almost on her face the entire (laughs) worship time. And talk about it being difficult to not allow that to shift the atmosphere. It was tough. It was tough for the worship leader who actually knew this person well to not be influenced by that vibe that that person was carrying of, I'm uncomfortable, I don't like this, what's going on with this? But that should always be our goal as worship leaders is to press past whatever may be happening in people's hearts, especially when it comes to doubt or unbelief, and move into the presence of God yourself and lead the gathering, lead the congregation into the presence of God with you. That's right. And so now let's talk about the fourth and last point of spirit-led worship, and that is the length of the worship time. Now, it should come as no surprise to you that we expect worship to go a long time at New Song. That's not because we choose for it to be exactly an hour or just over an hour. It's because we are led by His Holy Spirit, and more often than not, He wants us to continue in that place. There will be times where he stops our worship. The focus becomes ministry. The focus becomes testimony. The focus becomes scripture. And so we want to be sensitive to that. But in most occasions, what we found is that he allows us to linger in his presence for a long time. Let's go from that right into practical steps that can help you as a beginner worship leader. First of all, because we have long worship times, you're going to need to build up your endurance. If you've been playing piano, that's not too difficult of a thing to do. But especially for guitar players, you got to harden those fingers and get the calluses worked up because an hour plus of worship, which often happens in our gatherings, can be really tough on you. So that's going to become very important as you lead worship at New Song is building up your endurance. Let's talk about number two, song selection. This is really important. As a new worship leader, I want you to bring lots of songs, not because you're going to use all of those songs, but because you need to be ready for following the lead of the Holy Spirit as you lead worship. And so I want you to have a large arsenal of songs, of material, so that you can pull from this chord sheet, pull from that chord sheet, and not just three or four of your favorites. So get a lot of songs together, I would say seven to ten, every time you lead. And again, you won't be using all of those, but this just helps you to be flexible. It might seem odd that Chris is encouraging you as a new worship leader to bring a lot of songs to the table. However, I think it's important to remember that because of the style of new song worship, because of the focus of new song worship, one of the reasons he's encouraging you to do this is flexibility. Flexibility is key in new song worship. So as we are listening to the Holy Spirit, going where he leads, as the prophets are hearing a direction maybe for that morning or that gathering as the teachers are maybe calling out things that the Lord is wanting to do in the room. All of those things lead us in certain directions almost like a river kind of meanders its way through landscape and it it hits a rock and turns this way and it goes around some trees over here and it just keeps flowing the whole way, but it's got this curvy route that it takes. It's going to be the same thing with any worship gathering at New Song because as 
the Holy Spirit leads us, we will make these dips and churns. And each time we do, you may be pulling from the chorus of one of the songs that you brought or a verse or even phrase of another song that you brought. And being prepared for all of those songs is going to allow you the flexibility to piece together a worship session that is going to be going where the Holy Spirit leads with any worship gathering at New Song. And it's important to note that this is the exact opposite advice that I give to advanced worship leaders, and that's because they carry this repertoire of tons of worship songs in their head. And so they're supposed to be ready to pull any of those out at any particular time. But for you as a beginner worship leader, I don't want you to get stuck feeling like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where else to go right now. So have plenty of options in front of you when you lead worship. Also, with song selection, I want you to think about the style. Our focus is going to be vertical songs that speak directly to Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit instead of speaking about Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean that we can't ever sing horizontal songs. It just means our focus is going to be vertical. And then, as we've already said, the focus is going to be adoration songs. Another aspect of song selection is relevance. And here's what I mean. Pay attention to songs that the Holy Spirit is highlighting in your heart during the week. That's one of the ways that he's going to be leading us as a body on Sunday or Wednesday night or whenever we meet is how he has spoken to you throughout the week. Another aspect is simplify. Okay, this is really important. First of all, I want you to stick with primarily the chorus and the bridge of most songs that you bring. Keep in mind, this is a home church setting. We don't have hymnals. We don't have overheads. In fact, we want to get away from those things. We want to emphasize having a response that is from our heart, singing from our heart and not focusing on the words. So stick with primarily the chorus and bridge of most songs. If there's a verse that you know you need to include, call it out. So practice that at home calling out the words for the group. If you've got a new song that you're introducing or a particularly wordy song, try to cast those lyrics to the TV. And the last thing regarding song selection is the key. Now, the key signature is important. And for you as a beginner worship leader, I would encourage you to look for ways to stay in the same key for the entire set. Now, that may not be possible, But if you could at least stay in the root, that would be preferable. All right, now let's move on to number three of the practical steps, and that's linger. Listen carefully to this. Don't move along from one song to the next. This is the key component of our style of worship here at New Song. We want to take our time. We're not interested in getting through a set of songs. So you launch on a song, you hang out there. You go back to a phrase that seems to be important in that moment for the group. You repeat it. You try alternating a verse. You try bringing in a different word in place of the original key word. Father, I adore you. Father, I worship you. Father, I love you. That sort of thing. 
you see how the Holy Spirit leads you regarding that song. You create space. You create room for new song. You create room for spontaneous worship. You create room for prophetic worship. You create space for the congregation to get engaged in creative and unique ways. So linger. Take your time. Don't bust through the set. I would like to encourage you to pay attention very carefully to what the Holy Spirit is doing in the room. And here's what I mean by that. That lingering may be too long because the Holy Spirit is moving on. And as a new worship leader, because you want to make space for the Holy Spirit, you can often miss the cues of the Holy Spirit that he's giving in the room of, okay, it's time to move on. It's time to push past. So instead of singing the same thing over and over and over and over again, maybe the Holy Spirit is nudging us to move on to a deeper place of worship, a more exuberant place of worship. And so paying attention to those cues is very, very important. You also want to create space and you can really use your instrument to help guide the room into how that space is opened up. So I want you to practice using your instrument dynamically. I want you to practice build-ups and then cut it off, launch into whole notes, etc. Pay attention to advanced worship leaders and how they are using their instrument dynamically and try to emulate that so that you can help guide the room with the building up of tension. We're increasing with the sometimes sudden drop off. That means the room is going to now pay attention to where you're about to lead us if we're about to make a shift or change in any way. So dynamics are very important. Dynamics are also important when you consider calling out. Chris mentioned calling out words to verses, but any kind of call out that you as a worship leader might do, calling out where the room needs to go, what you sense the Holy Spirit speaking, how you feel people need to be engaging in worship or praise as the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Any of those call outs need to be done in such a way that the room can hear you well, which means your voice has to carry over your instrument. Right, which is actually leading us perfectly into point number four, engage and encourage the room to move forward. Remember, you're a worship leader. If the room is being influenced by something else, by awkwardness, by a non-believer, by a tired spirit or anything else like that going on in the room, you need to encourage the room in the direction we need to go. Bring a word of exhortation when it's needed, etc. Now, because you're a beginner, there'll be other leaders in the room who are aware of what's going on during our worship time, and they can also call out, and they will. Because we're going to want to experience times of spontaneous worship, of prophetic worship, of stillness and quiet. There's going to be times of warring worship and loud celebratory worship. Most of those things involve you encouraging the room, not just changing the song. And number five, you need to depend on the group leaders. I want you to pay attention to their cues. I think one of the worst things you can do as a beginner worship leader is to keep your eyes closed the whole time. Even that's one of the safest things for most of us to do while we're leading worship or in a group of people. Keep your eyes open, watch the room, and especially watch for cues of leaders. When they begin to speak, quickly drop your volume down. When they call out something biblically or 
prophetically or you notice a theme happening in the room, pick it up. Begin to sing into it. Add that expression into one of the verses or the bridge that you're singing in one of the songs. Also, it's really important to make sure that you are paying close attention to the end of worship as the Holy Spirit begins to wrap things up and as the leaders are having a sense of, we're finished for the day. This is something that, especially as a new worship leader, you can easily miss as you are pressing in, as you're lingering. It is easy to miss that sense of, okay, we are finished, we've honored the Lord, and now we can transition. So make sure sure that you pay attention to the leaders and their transition signals that they are giving so that at the appropriate time, you slowly bring the sound down and bring that worship time to a close. Don't miss those cues. Let's take a couple minutes and actually go through a practice run of how you would launch worship. Because I think if we can really get down the key tools of launching the worship set a lot of the other pieces fall into place. Let's say, for example, the song that's been on your heart all week is highest praise or you deserve it all. So the first thing you want to do is address the group or maybe one of the other leaders beside yourself can address the group and say, hey, we're going to jump into worship right now and let's all stand up. So you or one of the other leaders is going to ask the group, let's stand up. This could be a good opportunity to remind the group why we're there. We're here to lavish the King of Kings with praise. We're here to focus entirely on Him. And then the next thing that you want to do is just begin playing the chord progression of that song that's on your heart. We give you the highest praise. You deserve it all. But you're just going to be playing the chord progression. And the first thing that you want to do as you play that chord progression is just allow the room to shift. Just the music being played, just that act itself is going to help those in the room begin to transition out of coffee and fellowship and community and all the things that have happened in their morning or in their day. And they're going to start to focus, refocus, if you will, on why we're here. Just provide that opportunity for the group to catch up and to become ready. Then you can begin not singing the words, but just to call out your praise to the Lord. Just begin to sing out a phrase or an expression to the Lord. Oh, Jesus, God, you worthy God, all I praise, all I praise, and as you begin to do that, then you'll see the room coming alongside you, and the rest of the people in the room will begin to add their voices and just this, this initial new song and spontaneous worship that's happening in the room and you're not in a hurry again you're not in a hurry to get through your set list there's just this sense of his presence in the room coming in touching hearts and you can slowly begin now to transition to 
building it up a little bit to increasing the dynamics and the volume as the rest of the room is entering in and voices are increasing and there's just this chorus of praises of new song expressions coming from the whole room and you you can meet that you can raise to that with your instruments and you can be singing in along with the group too but don't overwhelm the group with your voice just facilitate just facilitate and this may go on for quite some time it usually does and actually there may be times where you go right from here into the whole room erupting into other songs. And you're thinking, I haven't even done my key song yet. <laughs> but just let the Holy Spirit move in the room. And then at some point, what's going to happen is you'll find an opportunity to, with your instrument, guide the group. Once you soften it again, the room will pay attention to where you're going, and you'll be able to transition. You deserve it all, you deserve it all, we give you the highest praise. You deserve it all, you deserve it all. Now as the whole room is entering in with you now and singing this song, say come on church press in and just really continue to encourage them to go deeper to lift their voice and to give him everything and to be extravagant in their worship but oftentimes you'll find that they're already there so when you do it when you take your time like this and create space the Holy Spirit can lead how He wants. And suddenly you find that two to three songs can't even be accomplished in your worship set. There have been times where I've done an hour and a half worship just with two and a half songs. Because it's not about the song that you choose. No matter how great of a song it is, no matter what an excellent facilitator of His presence that song may be, there's so much more that he wants to do in that room through the other voices in the room, through spontaneous worship, through prophetic worship, through singing out scripture, and then weaving in this chorus here and that verse there. So pay attention to those moments and let's yield to the Holy Spirit as we lift him up. I hope you've enjoyed today's teaching on worship leading at New Song. For beginning worship leaders, again, we're so grateful for you. Thank you for being prepared to lead worship in our midst. We're going to be praying for you as you grow in this gift and increase in this skill.
In fact, we want to pray over you right now as we bring this to a close. Father, we just thank you for this one who has brought you their yes to usher your people into worship corporately. Holy Spirit, we just ask you right now for an outpouring of your presence, an outpouring of your spirit, that as they come before you in their own private time with you, God, that they would sense your presence and your spirit so thick that they would enter into expressions of worship personally that they've never experienced before, into times of intimacy and depths of intimacy that they've never experienced before. And then they would be able to bring that to your people and release it among your people and lead your people into those places. Father, we are asking for you to bless with your favor, with your presence and with your goodness, this one who is pressing in to learn this skill and to use it as a blessing to your people. God, we thank you and we praise you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.